It's Wednesday, Yud Tet Be'iyar, 34 days in the Omer. And this is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. And this is Ezra Bek. Today's Shir, I will be given to the Shir, the weekly Shir on Halachav Agadah and Masechet Berachot. Today's topic, I'd like to discuss a few Ma'amarim, three different sources that deal with, if we gave them one topic, we would say Psukei Zimra. But that, whether that's true or not, we'll see in the in the Shiur itself. What we call Psukei Zimra. First, Gemara, I quote, is on Daf Dalet Amud Bet in Brachot. Amar Rabbi Yalazar, Amar Rabbi Abina. Kol HaOmer Tilad David B'Chol Yom Shalosh Pa'amim. One who says Tilad David. That's what we call Ashrei. Tilad David is the chapter that begins Tilad David. In our Tfilot, in our Sidurim, we add two Psukim before that, the Psukim which begin Ashrei Yoshvei Vitecha and Ashrei Ha'am. The rest of the Perek is Tilad David, Aromimcha, till Tehilat. So, Kol HaOmer Tilad David, he who says Tilad David every day three times, Muftach Lo Shu Ben Olam he is guaranteed a place in the world to come. There is a girsa, there's another version of the Gemara where the word Shalosh Pa'amim three times does not appear. According to the Rush, it's he who says Tilal David every day. But in our Gemara, it says, he who says it three times. Rashi says, why three? Kineged Hatfilot. Rashi says that there are three Tfilot a day. And therefore, Tilal David is also three times, three times every day. Now, of course, Rashi is aware of the fact that we don't say it in the three tefillot. Rashi says parallel, keneged shalosh tefillot, because as it turns out, we all know that we say Ashrei twice in Shacharit, once in Mincha, and not once in Shacharit, once in Mincha, and once in Ma'aviv. So we'll try to come back to that in, in, in a little while. The Gemara asks, my timer. What's so special? Why is saying Tilal David three or one time a day? Why does this give you a place in the world to come? Why? What's so special about this particular chapter in Tehillim? Perhaps you'll say because it's based on the Aleph Bet. The, the verses in this chapter are structured in the state of the Aleph Bet. What's so special about that? I don't know. But that's what the Gemara says. Maybe having the Aleph Bet is the thing which is so special about this chapter. If that's true, then instead of saying Tilal David, you should say Perek Kufyutet in Tilim. The Perek that begins Ashrei Tmimei Derech, which is eight alphabetim. It's the Aleph Bet eight times. Each letter has eight, appears eight times. There are eight Alephs, eight Bets, eight Gimels. So that's even better. The reason why is because this chapter, Tilal David, has the Pasuk, You open up your hand and provide and satisfy all living things with, 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 your, with your will. Apparently that's a very special Pasuk. And that's the reason why it should be said every day. The Gemara says, if that's true, name a Halel Then you should say the chapter called Halel the chapter of the Hodus, Hodus Hashem Kitov Kiyol Machasto Kiyol Machasto, which we do say on Shabbat, 
in the morning of Pesukah Dizimah, but not every day. Why? End of that chapter, you have next to the last uh, verse is he gives bread to all flesh. So the most conclusion is what's so special about Tehillah David? It has both those points. It's both an Aleph Bet and it has a Pasuk that talks about providing food to all living things. Okay, that, that's the end of this Gemara. Notice, it doesn't say that you should say this before davening. It doesn't connect it to davening at all. It says you should say it every single day. If the version is correct that appears in our Gemara, which Rashi has, to say three times a day, so there's a hint that it has something to do with tefillah, because you know that there are three tefillah today, as Rashi pointed out. But even then, it's no more than a hint, and, and frankly, the Rashi's Girsa, the Russia's version is you say it once a day. It has nothing to do with tefillah. It says you should say this every single day. I still would like to understand what's so special about it. Even after the Gemara explains what's so special. It's an alphabet and it's potech. What's so special about that? But again, the context here has nothing in particular to do with, with, with tefillah. The Rift did not understand it that way. The Rift quotes this Gemara not here in the first parak of Bechot but later on in the fifth parak of Bechot. And the context there, at least as the Riff understands it, is what we call Sukei de Zimra. Give me a second while I turn the pages of my Gemara. Here we are. The Riff quotes a Gemara. He's there in the fifth parak of Bechot, of Lamed Bet. And the Gemara says the following. Darash Rabbi Simlai. Rabbi Simlai made the following statement. A person should first, I'm translating literally, arrange, order the praise of God. He says you should say praise of God, but he says the word is Yisader. He should arrange, organize, order the praise of God, and then and only then should he pray. Minallah, and how do we know this? From Moshe Rabbeinu. Dekhtiv. And Moshe Rabbeinu came before God and he had a request. He pleaded for something. The essence of tefillah. What did he want? He wanted to God, that God should allow him to cross the Jordan and enter Eretz Yisrael. Beginning of Pashat Va'et Hanan. What does it say? First he said, Hashem Elokim Atah First he said to God, You, God, have shown me your greatness and your mighty hand, and there is no God like you for these things, for these great actions. And then it says, Then Moshe Rabbeinu said, Please let me cross over the river and show me the good land, the land of Eretz Yisrael. So you see that the proper way to daven is first to arrange the praise of God. Who is like you? in all the heavens and the earth, who can do great deeds and actions, and only afterwards ask for that which you want to ask. So that's the Gemara of Lamid Bet, to which the riff immediately appends, Vigasin in the Perek and also in the first Perek. I just remembered something which I didn't quote then. Amar Gadaz Baravina, Kolometilal David, Bechol Yom Shalosh Pamim Muftach Losh Ben Olam Abba, period. Apparently the riff thinks it's a similar statement, that Rabbi Eliezer said you should say Tilal David every single day. 
once or three times. The, the Rif's Gersa is three times. And then the Rif adds a third Gemara. The Gersin and the Perek called Kitvei HaKodesh. It's a Gemara in Mesechet Shabbat. Not even in Brachot. Mesechet Shabbat. Tafkuf Yud Chet. Amud Bet. Amar Rabbi Yossi. Yehei Chelki im Gomorei Halel B'chol Yom. Rabbi Yossi said, Halavai. Would that my portion be with those who finish Halel every day? The Gemara asks, If you're not allowed to say Halel, what we call Halel every day, one who says Halel on a daily basis is, is blaspheming. Why? Think about it. Maybe we'll get back to it later on. But it's not a good thing. So the Gemara answers, Kika Amrinu B'Psukei Dezimra. He answered, I don't mean Gomrei Halel, those who finish Halel. I don't mean Halel. What you call halal. I mean what we call psukei de zimra. In our version of the Gemara, in Shabbat, that's all it says. It says, ki kamrinan bipsukei de zimra. End of comment. The Vif apparently had a different girsa. The Gemara explains what is psukei de zimra. Amrinan mainiyu. What is psukei de zimra? Mitihila le David ad kola neshamat halelka. From tihila le David, the chapter in Tihilim that we're referring to, until, in other words, till the end of Tilim. It makes sense. Gomrei Halel, those who finish Halel. Why is it called those who finish Halel? They finish Sefer Tilim. The last six chapters of Sefer Tilim is Tilal David and the five Halalukas, what we call Psukadizimah. Uh, and you get to the end of Sefer Tilim. The Rif then continues on his own. He says, you say these six chapters every day, and then Chazal added a, a bracha beforehand, Baruch Shema, and a bracha afterwards, In other words, the Rif is describing Pesukei Dezimah. So according to the Rif, all three ma'amarim, all three statements, the one on the Gemara in Daf, Dala Damud Bet, Kol Omer, Tila David B'chol Yom HaRezeh Ben Olam Baba. And the Gemara and the Lamed Bet Amad Aleph. Lolam Yisader Adam Shvachav Shvachosh Al Makom Vachakachit Palel. And the Gemara in Shabbat. Yehei Chalki Im Gomrei Halel. All referring to the same thing. They're all referring to what we call Pesukei Dezim. We're saying certain chapters of Tehillim before davening. And those chapters are Tilad David, as mentioned in the Gemara in Daftalid, plus the other chapters that come after it as hinted at in the Gemara and Shabbat. In other words, according to the Rif, you really have one, one idea, but it's been split up into three different statements, each of which tells us something. The Gemara and Dafdalid Amud Bet tells us that Ashrei is a crucial chapter here because of the Pasukah Potech et Yedecha and the Aleph Bet. The Gemara and Dafdalid Bet tells us that all this is meant to be an introduction or a preliminary to Tefillah. And the Gemara in Shabbat tells you that not just Ashrei, but also complete it. Keep going. Say Ashrei and then complete Tehillim. How do you complete Tehillim? You say the next five chapters, which uh, helps you reach, uh, it brings you to the end of the book of, of Tehillim. So according to the Rif, we have one basic idea here. That the proper way to daven is to have Shevach, and then, and then a request. If that is true, why is the ultimate shevach, the ultimate praise of God, potech et yadechu masbir The answer is obvious. There are many things that one can praise God about. But our daily tefillah is basically that God should sustain us. 
And therefore, the praise, which is a preliminary to the request, give me what I need, is, he gives everybody what they need. It's not just food, it's God opens up his hand and gives to each what that creature, all creatures need. Having said that, Pasuk, you can now daven. Having said that, God does that, it makes sense. Now you say, okay, so give me what I need. So the idea is that one should praise God with the praise that is relevant to the request. In order to have a, a, a good request, you say, you can do X, I want you to do X. So basically, tefillah is, give me what I need, it's our need. Tzorachav shaladam, is the language of Chazal, the needs of man. Potech et yadech is the ultimate pasuk which describes one's, one's needs. As an aside, what's so special about the Aleph Bet? So the simple answer is that uh, if you want to describe something fully, so if you use all the letters of the alphabet, you've, you've done the best you can. It means all, all different aspects. So the heart of Tilal David is Potech et Yadecha, but you've, you've expressed God by saying your praise from Aleph to Bet, from Aleph to Taf, excuse me, means I'm saying these are all the praises I could possibly say. Even though you can't say all the praises. There's no limit, but by using one Pasuk, Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalet, Til Taf, you try to fill out all possible aspects. Or, or you, you, you've addressed it in every possible way. Where the heart remains, Potech et Yadecha umazbir There are more complicated and deeper explanations of this. I'll mention one, uh, which I think is actually said by a lot of people in different, in different ways. It's sort of hinted at in the, in the Masha, but expressed very, very beautifully by Maran Rav Kook in the Ein Ayah. He says a little bit differently. He says, the alphabet, the letters of the Hebrew language, means Torah. In other words, letters means words, and words means the words of God, and the words of God is Torah. So when one says alphabet, when one says the alphabet in the morning, use a pack of tears, when one says the alphabet in the morning, you're, you're exposing yourself, you're filling yourself with, with the spiritual an intellectual content, which is Torah. But that's not enough for a person to serve God. To serve God, a person also has to have physical, his physical needs satisfied, because if they're not satisfied, then as, as, as intellectual and spiritual uh, level he is on, he's not going to, going to be able to, uh, to operate. Even if he's missing a little bit, if he's hungry, he'll be bothered by it, he won't be able to concentrate, and if he's missing a lot, he'll simply be starving. And so therefore, before one davens, before one comes close to God, one uh, tries to, to, one, expose oneself, fill oneself with the power of Torah through the letters of the alphabet. And secondly, one says, Potechet Yadecha. doesn't mean you eat. You're not allowed to eat before you daven. But you express your confidence that God will provide for all. And if you have confidence, if you have bitachon, that God will provide you really won't be bothered by the fear that you may not have everything that you wish to have in the future. Okay. But this, as I said, was based on the understanding of the riff, that all of these three things, all these statements, Ashrei and Gomer, Tehilim B'chol Yom, are a preliminary to Tefillah. If we look, for instance, in the Rambam, we get a very different picture. The Rambam, in the first parak of Hilchot Tefillah, I'm emphasizing that, parak Aleph, Halacha, Bet, the very, very beginning of Hilchot Tefillah, the Rambam is describing the mitzvah, Min HaTorah, to daven every day, before Chazal wrote what you have to say exactly. 
There is no nusach yet for tefillah. There are no times for tefillah. There is no number of how many times you have to daven. Just you have to daven. Mitzvah taseh lifpalel b'chol yom. In halacha bet, the Rambam says, how do you do this mitzvah? Chiyuv mitzvah zu kachu. This is what the mitzvah looks like. Sheyehei adam mitchanen umitpalel b'chol yom. A person should plead and pray every day. And he says the praise of God. And afterwards he requests his own needs. And afterwards he thanks and praises God for what God has given him. Now says the Midiorite that this is the structure of davening. First praise of God, then request, and then praise and thanks. It doesn't mention Ashrei here. Doesn't mention Tilal David. Doesn't mention Gomer Halel. He says the structure of Tfilah is praise, request, and thanks. This is based on a Gemara on Daf Lamid Bet, the same Daf we had before, where the Gemara describes the three parts of Shmonesrei as being first a person uh, approaches God, Shalosh Rishonot. Yesh emtsayot, and yesh shalosh achonot. Amar Rav Huna, rishonot, the three first brachot. Tomer le'evet shemesader shevach lefnei rabam. Avot, gvurot, and kedusha. The first three brachot of Shemon Esrei are like a servant who arranges the praise of his master. Emtsayot, the middle brachot, the middle thirteen brachot. Tomer le'evet shemevakesh pras merabam is like a servant who requests a, a reward or a portion from his master, Achronot, the last three brachot, let's say, Modim and Shalom, are Dome Le'evet Shemekabel Pras Mirabob and Niftav Olechla. One who's already gotten a portion and he takes his leave of his master and then he goes. That's followed by Rav Simlai saying, Lolam Yisadar Adam Shvachosh HaMakom Achakakit Padel. First say Shabach and then say, and then, and then Davim. So, so the Ramam understands the statement of Rav Simlai to have praise and then tefillah as being internal to Shmon Esrei, not Pesukei de Zimra and then Shmon Esrei, but in Shmon Esrei have brachot of Shevach and have brachot of request and a third part, have brachot which is called in the Gemara, Niftar Baholechlo, taking one's leave, Ramam says that's Shevach Bahodaya, that's praise and thank, thanksgiving for all the good which he has given each person. So this has nothing to do with Ashrei. Nothing to do with Psukei Zimra. Nothing to do with chapters of Tehillim. The internal structure of Tefillah is praise and then request, and this is what Moshe Rabbeinu did in fact. Where does the Rambam bring Psukei Zimra? He brings it much, much later in the Halachot. In after Ram has described what is tefillah and what tefillah consists of and the laws of tefillah, and he's basically finished the laws of Shemun Esrei, the Ramam has a chapter which deals with other things you say every day. They're not necessarily connected to, to tefillah. He starts with Birkot HaShacha. He has Birkat Torah. We say those things early in the morning, but they're not really connected to tefillah. There are different brachot. When a person wakes up in the morning, he has to make a bracha. The fact that he woke up. When he washes his hands, he needs to make a bracha. When he washed his hands. When he puts on clothing, he makes a bracha. The fact that God gave him clothing. So the Ramam quotes all those halachot. Perek, Zayin, halacha, alif, bed, gimel, dalit, hey. Till 
Halacha Yud is Bukata Torah. Rabbi says every day to make Bukata Torah. And then in Halacha Yud Bet, Rabbi says, Ushvachor Chachamim, Bishibchu Chachamim. The sages praised the Misha Korez Mirot, Misefer Tilim, Bukhol Yom Viyom, Mitila le David at Sofa Sefer. The sages praised one who says every day songs from the book of Tilim from Tila le David to the end of the book. This is obviously a quote of the Gemara in Shabbat. Amar Rabbi Yossi, Yehei Chalkid. If Adam says, he, the sages praise. What is Yehei Chalkid? He, he didn't say you have to do it. He didn't say you should do it. He said, it's a wonderful thing. Halavai that I should be a person like that. So all he's doing is praising it. Adam says, V'shivchu chachamim l'mi shekorei zmirot misef etilim a'kuchalio mitela David atzof asefer. As I pointed out, this has nothing to do with a preliminary to davening. Every day you should say 18 Birkot HaShacha. Every day you should say 2 or 3 Birkot Torah, Because it's appropriate to do this every day. And every day you should say 5 or 6 chapters from Sefer Tehillim. The Ramam then continues like the riff that there's a Bacha before and then a Bacha afterwards. And afterwards he says, you say Kriyat Shema. doesn't mention davening. The Ramam has two different halachot. One is that the structure of tefillah is praise and request. That's fulfilled by saying avot, gvurot, and kedusha, followed by the middle brachot of Shemayasrei, tachonen, etc. There's another halacha that every day, v'chol yom, you should say, it's nice to say, it's a good thing, it's a wonderful thing to say, tefillah David until the end of, till the end of Sefer Tidah. I think that according to the Rambam, you have two different, two different ideas present here. One is, as we said, the structure of tefillah. This would have, should be related to understanding that tefillah in Chazal is a very formal exercise. It sort of goes against the more modern uh, feeling of to daven is to go and pour your heart out to God. Chazal understood tefillah as being an audience with the king. The Gemara quoted on the Flamid Bet, Ke'eved lifnei rabo, the whole, sh- the whole Metaphor in Chazal is a servant and his master. Or, in stronger terms, a servant and his king. And the way one speaks to a king is you've granted an audience. An audience has certain formal rules. And the way to do it is, one of those formal rules is, you don't begin by saying, hey, I need this, give it to me. You address the king by first saying, your majesty, you are a great king. As Moshe Rabbeinu addressed God when he davened. That's the structure of Shemun Esra. Shemun Esra is standing before the king. You don't just pour it all out. You follow a formula. And the formula is, as the Bama says in Parakal Palachabet, Shevach, Bakasha, Vahodaya. Praise, request, and thanks. Or, as the Gemara says in Matlamid Bet, you approach your master, you request from your master, and you take your leave from your master. Taking leave is also a formal thing. You take three steps and you leave the presence of God. The idea expressed in Tilal David and Ashrei has nothing to do with that. There is an internal idea of something that a person has to say to himself. Every day a person should say Tilal David and perhaps finish Tehillim. And the Gemara and Dawit says, why? Because you have Aleph Bet and you have Poter Et Yadecha. And I think that here 
The idea in the Rambam has to be understood independent of davening. It has nothing to do with davening. It has to do with a person and should understand what is he doing in this world. <clears throat> and then we can understand, <coughs> excuse me, then we can understand the conclusion. One who does this merits the world to come. If you remember last week, I pointed out Rabbi Yonah's question about smichut gulalat filah. It's good to put gulalat filah together, but why do you get olam abba? And he had to give a special answer. So here the Gemara doesn't ask that question, and the Rabbi Yonah doesn't ask that question. But I'm asking the question, what's so special about Ashray that for that one gets to olam abba? And I think the answer is what the Gemara says, poteach et yadecha umazbiya l'chol chayin It's un- helping us understand what we're doing in this world. Because the world is a place of lack. It's a place where you don't have a full spiritual existence. You don't even have a full physical existence. So a person asks, what am I doing here? I should be in the next world. I should be in a spiritual world. And that's a very, very good question. Because I have a long answer about that, about doing mitzvah, etc. But a person every day should realize that this world and the next world are not divorced. It's not that the next world is a spiritual world and this world is a world you do anything you want. Because you're in exile from the world. The, the Greeks, specifically the Stoics, had an idea that the soul is in exile in the physical world. Exile is something that you just hope to overcome. There's a saying attributed to Pythagoras, who we're familiar with more for his work in mathematics. Pythagoras had a joke that the world, the body, the human body, the physical body, soma in Greek, is a prison, suma in Greek. The soul is imprisoned in the body. And I think what Chazal is saying is that a person says, God is present in the world. God, everything that happens in this world is God's hand. You're not far in exile from God's presence. You're in God's presence because otherwise you have nothing to eat. Every every bit of food, every oxygen that comes into your body is poteach et yedecha. God gives every single living thing their sustenance. And therefore, this world and the next world are not two different opposites kind of existence. It is, as we say, one is a preliminary for the second. And what it doesn't inculcate us into his existence, into his mentality, into his cognizance, is not going to make it to the next world. Because the way, the key to the next world, of course, is how you live in this world. And living in this world, you should understand that you're in God's hand, and you're receiving everything from Him, and therefore, you serve Him, and you pave the way for yourself to reach, to reach Olam Abba. I think it's also the connection between the Aleph Bet and the Poteach. A little different explanation than what I said before. God gives each person, each existing thing, their sustenance, whatever they need. He opens up his hand. He opens up his hand in the heavens and pours it down into this world. And that's not just one thing. It's not just fruits. It's not just vegetables. It's Aleph Tibet. Every single possible topic is coming from God. This world is God's grace, God's chesed, God's kindness. God's goodness. That's what this world consists of. And if you realize that that's where you're living, you're living surrounded and engulfed in God's goodness, then your whole attitude towards this world and therefore the next world is a different attitude. It's not part of tefillah, it's part of existence. As the Rosh said. Now it's true that our Gersa is Shalosh Pamim. Bayom. 
The Rambam does not have Shalosh Pamim. He says, Bechol Yom Vayom. But the Gis of Rashi and the Rif, as we have it in the Rif, is three times a day. That does seem to be a hint at Tefillah. Not a very strong hint. So I think the Rambam is still okay. You should say three times, just like one Davin's three times. Why is, Davin, why is one Davin three times? Because Erev, Bokeh, Vatsarayim, the day has three different parts of it. And you have to get it coming and going, morning, afternoon, and evening. So maybe you have to say Tiladavit three times so that you should realize that when you wake up and go out into the world, that's God's goodness. When you take a minute out in the afternoon to reflect on what you've accomplished, that's God's goodness. Before you go to sleep, it's also God's goodness. On the other hand, we know what the Minag is, the way we've arranged it three times. Is we don't say it three different times a day, but we say it twice in Shachavit, once in the early, before Tefillah, once after Tefillah, and in Mincha, before, before Tefillah. Halacha the Maisa, what we, what we learned today has, has ramifications. If Psukeh Zimra is based on the Gemara in Daf Dalid, as the Rif claims, even though the words Psukeh Zimra do not appear there, and the Gemara in Shabbat says, Tilal David al Sofa Sefer. But the Gemara of David focuses on Tilal David and focuses on Potech et Yadecha. On this basis, the Poskim say that if one doesn't have time to say all six chapters, you can't shoot late. You want to dive in Bitsibu. Bitsibu is already up to Baruchu. Uh, so you're supposed to skip Sukkot But you have a little bit of time. So what's the minimum one should say? So the minimum, the minimum, minimum. The very, very least one can say in Stolab Sukkot is, this is what Pasuk say, Poteach et Yadecha, because for the Grand of Talat, that's the crucial, the crucial line. A little bit more is Ashrei. Uh, since that's all that's mentioned in the Gemara in Andaf Talat, as opposed to the Gemara in, in Shabbat. One final point. The Gemara in Shabbat, Rabbi Yossi said, Yehei Chalki im Gomrei Halel. The Gemara thought Halel meant Halel, and said, you're not allowed to say halal every day. Someone says halal every day is mecharef u migadef. He's blaspheming. The answer is psukei de zimra. What's the difference? Why is saying halal every day terrible? And saying ashrei and the rest of those chapters, wonderful. I want to say one explanation. There's one explanation is found in Rabbeinu Yonah in the fifth parak of Bachot. I'd like to skip that one. I'm running out of time. I'm going to skip that explanation. I want to say a different explanation. Hallel is said for God's miraculous, great, redemptive actions. The original Hallel was said when the Jews crossed the, the sea. The Gemara in Psachim says, they said Hallel. God split the Red Sea. Yadcha hachazaka. And they said Hallel. And similarly, one says Hallel on being redeemed from great Sarah or on Yom Tovin. So Halal is said on the extraordinary. To say Halal every day is blasphemy because you're trivializing God's wondrous and mighty earth-shaking activities. Ashrei, Poteach et Yadecha, is the exact opposite. Someone who says, Poteach et Yadecha, Masbir is not saying you're capable of doing amazing miracles. He's saying to God, the most trivial little things of life is your hand opening up. And so that is appropriate to say every day. In fact, you have to say it every day. 
if you only say it once a week, what about the other days? Don't you realize that every breath you take is God giving you air, giving you oxygen? Every time you chew on a little bit on the edge of a piece of bread, that's God giving you bread. The other option that could have been said, Halel HaGadol, the Kile Olam Chastos was Notein Lechem Lechol Basai gives bread to every single flesh. Kile Olam Chastos for all times is His grace and kindness. So what we call Halel, the song, the bursting out into song over an extraordinary act of God's power, and what we call Psukei De Zimra are exact opposites. One is the overflowing of the soul in response to the breaking of routine by God breaking into history and changing the natural order. And the soul responds by singing through poetry, through song, through shira, through halal. And the other thing is the daily recognition of the, of the truth of mundane existence. That we live not on the basis of biology, not on the basis of agriculture, and not on the basis of the physics and chemistry of oxidation, but we live because of the bountiful hand of God, which is expressed at all times to all creatures, to everybody, everywhere. And in light of the riff, I would add, that that's why it's it's especially relevant to the daily tefillah. Because when you pray to God, you could also ask Him to save you from some great trouble. But the daily tefillah, three times a day, every single day, is the prayer that God should give us everything that we need. Don't imagine that you're basically okay. You have food, you have oxygen, you have water. But once in a long time, you have a very special problem. And you need God to save you from the coming plague of locusts or or an earthquake or something like that. No, no, you need God to ask for everything. And that's why you daven three times a day. And therefore the preliminary to the daily prayer is the daily recognition that everything comes from God and He in fact provides and we depend on Him and we trust in His daily beneficence. You've been listening to the Shir on Brachot Halachav Bagada, and I will conclude just with the Halacha Yomit for today. Back to the end of Tefillah. At the end of Tefillah, after you Lerazon, and after Elokein you say, Oseh Shalom B'Murmav, Oseh Shalom Aleinu. The Gemara says, expresses it as follows, one finishes davening, one should take three steps back, as one leaves, Noten Shalom, he gives peace to his left, he gives peace to his right and he bows to God. Giving peace to your left and to your right, we do that by saying the Pasuk, What happens after you've taken those three steps backwards? So the Mechab and Shulchanach says, you take the three steps backwards, you then stop where you are, you don't return immediately to the place that you davened. The Gemara says that if someone returns immediately, 
very, very strong and vivid expression. Like a dog who returns to his vomit. Very vivid, very dramatic expression. You take three steps back, you stay where you are. The Mechaber has two deot, how long that should be, either till the preferred opinion, till the Chazan reaches Kedusha, or till the Chazan begins Chazarat Hashatz. Poskim add that if there is no Chazarat Hashatz, for instance, Ma'ariv, uh, or if you're davening Be'echidut, so you should wait the minimum amount of time that's called time to wait, is Ke'hiluch Dalad the time it takes to walk four cubits, two meters, it's like two seconds. Those you you don't run back right away. You've left God's presence. So if you realize you really left God's presence, and therefore you don't just—it's not just you're supposed to walk. You're actually leaving something, so you spend a little bit of time where you are. What about after that? So some post the Ramam says one may, after that period of time, take three steps forward. However, based on Chuvada Vadvaz, and this is the universal minig, is that we we insist on going back when when one says kedusha. Or the Chazan, when he repeats the Shemun he waits, but then you take those three steps back. And the Vadvaz explains because Kedusha is part of Shemun Now, it's, we say it in Chazvat Hashaz, but it's still part of Shemun and therefore it should be said in the presence of God. And therefore, you take three steps back, you wait a little bit, or till the Chazan begins Shemun or preferably till the Chazan reaches Kedusha. You stand still where you are, and then, in order to say Kedusha, when we turns to the presence of God, when we turn to Shemun you take the three steps forward back to the place in which you in which you were. Some folks can think that one shouldn't even sit down. Let's say you're waiting for the Chazan to repeat, and it's a long time, and you're tired, you're old. It happens on uh, a lot on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Uh, do you want to sit down? The, the language and the posikim of the Gemara was who uh, omed, but omed can mean one of two things: it can mean stand, or it can mean stand and not walk. Not stand and not sit, but stand and not walk. So the truth is, I think it's mutter to sit, but it's preferable not to. If you have to, you may. The main thing is not to, not to return immediately to where you are, but to stay in that place and wait until you're called back by the chazan to say kedusha, and then one returns to the original place. During that time, that one is standing back, so you should not, someone should not walk between you and where you were standing shmonesrei, because you have to repeat these three steps, and he's sort of breaking it up. So one should sort of not. You should tell people not to take those steps, but the main thing is not to not to go back immediately, but to wait for the chazan to reach the point. Uh, Abba said, beginning Shemun or or Kedusha, preferable is to wait for Kedusha, and only when he gets to Kedusha, then you take it three steps back, and you say Kedusha in the place of Shemun That's it for today. You've been listening to KMTT, Kimitzion, Teitzei Torah, tomorrow Shiur in Pashat Shavua. Until then, Kol Tov, Ve'lehishtameya. We should hear from you, you should hear from us. Ki mitzion teitzei Torah udvar Hashem mi Yerushalayim.